Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Are you ready for the Word of God? Praise God. Hallelujah. I believe that the teaching in this camp and the days to come, I cannot finish the whole series in this camp, but we'll continue to teach later on in the church and record in the YouTube and in the MP3 for you to listen. I would like to really encourage you to listen to the whole teaching series so you can learn about God's protection. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your word. We want to learn the truth from heaven. We don't want to, Lord, be ignorant and do the wrong things, go in the wrong direction. We don't want to blame anybody. We want to know exactly what we need to do in this life, Lord, so that we can live a long life to serve you and we can be protected by you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for your divine protection that you promise in the Bible. You are the faithful God, and you keep your promises, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I would like to start from reading 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. In this kind of teaching, I will keep repeating some truth again and again and again. Don't feel like, wow, you, why do you have to repeat again and again? Because I want you to have faith. And sometimes we have to hear something 50 times before we get it, to understand. And sometimes we hear 50 times, we just start to understand, but we don't have faith yet. So you need to hear something again and again and again, maybe 1,000 times, maybe 2,000 times, before you really get deep into the truth and you really have faith in your heart. So don't think negatively when I say something again and again because I want the Word of God to go deep into your spirit. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, But know this, that in the last days... Pillarous times will come. Everyone say, Pillarous time. When Paul was writing this letter to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, Christians in that generation thought that they were already in the last days. They thought that they were so close to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul wrote this scripture a long time ago. And we know for sure that we are living closer to the time of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are living in the end times. We are closer to the last days than any other generation have been. We are getting closer and closer to the last days. And we will see more and more polarous situation on earth because that's what the Apostle Paul say, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus, our Master, can come back anytime. He may come back tonight, he can come back tomorrow, and he may come back next year. We don't know when, but he can come back anytime. The question is, are we ready 
to meet him. Are we ready to meet him on earth if he comes back in our generation, or are we ready to meet him if we pass and go to heaven? How many people ready to meet the Lord? I want to be ready. I just lost my sister. It was so sad. We saw missing her this morning. We talking, and Pastor Da said that if my sister is still here, we would enjoy the camp together here. She would be here for sure. But now we could not see her anymore. But she is in a better place. And this remind me that one day we're gonna leave this world. One day Jesus will come back. And Are we living our life for Him yet? The Lord spoke to me after my sister passed away. The Lord told me, the most important thing in your life is to make sure that you live according to My will. You run your race, you finish your course, and you have done your best because one day you will see Me face to face. Everyone on earth gonna meet Jesus face to face, either for judgment. Or for rewards, we should be ready. It might not be tonight, but it might be another day. So we need to be ready any time, whether he will come back or we're gonna meet him in heaven one day. In the last day, there will be a progression of the perilous times, or terrible time, difficult time, or stressful times. We're gonna face all those things. What does it mean, perilous? It means Dangerous. We are living in the world that is so full of danger. This world is not a safe place. This world is full of dangers, demons, curses, crazy people, and destruction, and all kinds of problems, diseases, and sickness. As a doctor, I know the sicknesses are very, very common in this planet Earth. We are living in a very unsafe place. How has the world treated you? I believe the world has not treated you well. In this world, there are deaths, sorrows, sicknesses, and disease. You can hear from the news all the time, either local news or natural news or international news. You have heard about robbing, raping. And destruction, calamity, all kinds of problem, wars, and killing each other. You heard all this news all the times, to the point that you are accustomed to them, and you feel, oh, this is normal. The world is full of problem, but it's not around me, so I don't have to worry about it. But actually, perilous times are around you. We are living in a very unsafe place. Death can happen any time. Sickness can happen any time. So we need to learn God's protection. We need to tap into divine protection. Do you know that there are enough things in the food you eat and in the water you drink? There are enough negative things in the air you breathe that can make you sick and die soon. There are many things in your body. That can kill you. We are living in the world that is so full of toxin and chemical problems that can cause us to die sooner than normal. We need God's protection. 
I cannot avoid sometimes eat some bad food because I travel all over the world. Sometimes I have to eat some food they prepare for me. But I pray God protect me from any chemical in this food. I don't know the people who put any chemical into their farm, into their vegetable or not. But I need God's protection. God can protect me in this dangerous world. Come to this point, you say, Pastor, you're not so nice. You talk about bad things here. You are not encouraging me at all in this sermon. No, I'm going to encourage you. But even in the midst of this perilous problem, perilous time, we can be protected supernaturally. Is that right? Hallelujah! God never said that this world going to be a safer place in the last days. And I tell you right now, no one in the world, including the government, can make this world. A safer place. This world will go downhill. The world will get older, and more problems around the world. So to talk about, try to make this world to be the safest place on in the universe is not going to happen. But thank God, we are not of the world. We are in the world, but we are not of the world. We are the children of God. We belong to the kingdom of heaven, and our God has the promise of divine protection. How many people need protection from God? I need the protection from God 24/7. In this series of teaching divine protection, we're going to build faith together. We're going to learn together God's side of His job to protect us. We're going to learn in detail. And we're also going to learn our own responsibility or our side, our part to play in God's protection. And we need that protection by believing or having faith in what God can do. And at the same time, we will do our part to to be protected by the Lord. We need to come to the point that everywhere we go, when we wake up. In the morning, or even when we lie down at night, we have the awareness and have the confidence of divine protection on ourselves, on our family, our home, our church, and our nation. Everything we do, when we walk out of the house, get into the car, we need God's protection. We need His help, 24/7. We need to be aware of His protection and believe. In His protection, 24/7. Definitely, faith comes by hearing, so that we will let the word of God come into your ear in this camp and in this series of teaching, and so that you can have faith in divine protection, and you will know what to do on your part to give the legal right to God to protect us. We need to. Ask him to protect us all the time. Sometimes, some bad things can happen suddenly, within only one second, that you don't even have time to pray or to talk to God and call on the name of the Lord. It happens so quickly. That's why you need 24/7 divine protection, because you don't know when bad things can happen to you. In every circumstance, you need His protection. 
Before we get into airplane, we should pray. God, you protect me. God, you will guide me to book the right flight, to be with the right pilot, the right airline. We need to pray when we get into the car to go anywhere for the protection of God. We need to be do our part, and definitely one part that we need to do. And I hope that. You go back to listen to this series of teaching again and again. We call being led by the Spirit. One part that we need to do is to be led by the Spirit of the Living God, because God knows everything. God knows what is coming up against us. The accident going to happen over there. He knows. He knows everything in the future, the past, and the present. So we need to be led by the Spirit of God all the time. We need to learn how to be led. Please go back and listen to that teaching. I think I have I taught for two years. Might be about 24 lesson in English or something like that. Listen and learn how to be led by the Spirit of God, so that God can protect us, and so that we will not do stupid things. Go in the wrong place, doing the wrong thing, invest money in the wrong way, eat the wrong thing, and we get into big trouble. So the question that come up again and again is not why God does not protect me. The question that we ask ourselves: Do we listen to God? Are we led by God? That is the question. Not that why didn't God protect me? That is the wrong question. The best question is, do I listen to the Lord? Do I learn how to be led by the Spirit of the Lord? Some people may say like this: I ask God for protection. Why didn't He protect me? Oh, God is not good. I don't trust Him anymore. That's a wrong comment. Actually, anything that bad happened to us, we should not blame our God. Our God is faithful. Our God keep His promise. Our God listen to our prayer. He always does what He plan to do, and what He say He gonna do. But the problem is on our side. Do we do our part to receive what He promises? Do we are we led by the Spirit? Do we believe? Do we listen to Him? That is the important part of our life. Being led by the Spirit is the issue of death and life. People can die if they don't listen to the Holy Spirit. People can lose all the money, bankrupt, because they don't listen to the Holy Spirit. Therefore, please do not be led by your emotions. Do not be led by your money. Do not be led by your own reasoning or by man's opinion. You need to be led by the Spirit of God all the time, so that you can be protected by God. We are living in the perilous time. When I say protection, it includes everything: protection from sickness and disease, from accident, from being killed, from being robbed. Protection, being protected from bad people to take advantage of us, from bad people who want to. Take our time, and we lose our time unwisely. Protect us from anything, any bad things on earth. 
we need the protection of God. So we're going to look at one of the books in the Bible, and we're going to talk about this book again and again and again, and expound, explain how we can receive the protection from the Lord. What book is that? What chapter is that that talks about God's protection? The Book of Psalm, chapter 91. Psalm 91 talk about God's protection. Can we live safely on this planet Earth, according to the Scripture? Can we? We can. Can we do anything in receiving divine protection in the middle of this crazy world? Can we do anything? Yes. Should we learn? Should we read the Bible together? Should we study this subject? This world is sin-filled, curse-filled, demon-filled, crazy people-filled, calamity-filled, natural calamity. This planet Earth is not a safe place to live. It's not safe at all in this planet Earth. But the good news is, as Christians, there is a safe place for us on this planet earth you can get in and stay there in that safe place even though around us is full of crazy things but we can be in a safe place let's start from Psalm 91 verses 1 to 2 I'm going to read from New King James Version and New Living Translation he who dwells in the secret place we get into the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In Him I will trust. NLT say, Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare of the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I am trusting Him. This chapter, chapter 91 of the book of Psalms, say a lot of things about protection. Whoever goes to the Lord for safety, whoever runs to the Lord for safety, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty and shall be perfectly safe. We need to run to the Lord. I'm so glad you give up your time today on Friday and you come here to seek the Lord. Nothing is better in your life than to be in the presence of God, to seek the Lord Almighty. Amen? You need to seek the Lord Almighty. This Scripture talk about God's part of protection and also talk about your part of protection. He's the most high God. He is the best God. He has a secret place of protection for all of us to enter in and dwell in there. And he has the protecting power to protect us from any, any bad situation on this earth. But what is our part? To receive his protection. He will do his part if we do our part. Our part is to believe, to trust, 
and to speak. The psalmist said this way: "I will say of the Lord." He did not say, "Let me think about it. Let me kind of reason about it. Let me watch some more scientific YouTube to see I can get protection from somewhere else." He didn't say that. The psalmist said, "I will say of the Lord." He is my fortress, and he is my refuge. He is my God. He is my protector, and in Him I will trust. Do you trust God for t- protection? Can you say like the psalmist? If we need God's protection, what should we say? We should say, "God, you are my defender." I'm not saying like this. God, you are my defender. You are my protector. Or may pull up the smartphone and play with smartphone. God, you are my protector. No, you are not just talking like that. You are talking with confidence. My God is my protector. My God is my defender. You are my fortress. You are my God. In you, I will trust. I trust my God for the protection. Some people think, "Oh, we don't really know what's going to happen. If it is His will, we will not die. If it is His will, we will not get sick. We don't really know whether we're going to get sick or not. Are we the way we live? Is that the way we live? Should we say that way? Maybe." God will protect me. Maybe He will not protect you. I'm sorry, you're gonna die soon. Should we do that? Is that the way? No. The Bible tells us to declare. Everyone say, declare. God defends me. God protects me. He is my place of safety. He is my God. Should we say out loud, or should we? Try to be politically correct in the office and say, uh, "I don't want to offend anybody. God to protect me." I remember one time I performed surgery, and the patient was going to die on the table. She got very bad bleeding, and if God did not perform miracle within the next five minutes, she's going to lose her blood. People cannot lose blood more than two liters. Then you die. So. At that time, I shout out loud, "Jesus, you are my defender. You're gonna help my patient." Everyone could hear what I shout that day, and God performed miracle right away. Within one second, the breathing stopped. I don't need to be political, politically correct in front of the unbelieving nurses and doctors. I am not a shame of my God. Amen. I can say. God is my healer. God is my defender. God is my protector. When you say that, people may say, "Oh, this is presumptuous." I know He can protect you, but are you sure? I don't think God care about you. That is doubt. That is not faith. We need to speak by faith. We must believe that God can protect us. We need to confess like the psalmist and express that faith. 
from our mouth. Not just only believe in our heart, but we need to confess with our mouth. God shall protect me. He will do it for me. I'm trusting in Him. Bad things cannot affect me. Sickness cannot affect me. Have you ever done that in your life? When I wake up in the morning, or when I sit with my patient and they have some kind of cancer, or they start coughing and coughing in front of me, I was like, "Oh, virus is coming out here." And right away, I say, "In the name of the Lord, I am in the safe place. I am under the shadow of the Almighty. This viruses cannot touch me." In the name of Jesus, and I did not get sick. That cold that the patient coughed in front of me did not touch me. Everywhere I go, I declare the protection of the Lord. Cancer cannot touch me. You need to declare it. Sickness cannot touch me. Accident cannot destroy me. I declare, and I don't talk about that. 15 years ago, and I stopped. No, you declare this every morning, every noon time, every evening, before you go to bed at night. You declare, God, you are my protector. The robber cannot come into my house. I have the protector around my house. You send angel to be around my home. You are my protector. You say like that every day, morning, noon. Afternoon and at night time, because we are living in the perilous times, we are in a very wicked world, full of bad people, sickness, bacteria, viruses, chemical, everything bad around us. We need the protection of God all the time. When you get into a situation that tempts you to be fearful. Or maybe you read bad reports about something, and you start to feel bad. You start to worry about the situation. You should not say, "Oh my God, what am I gonna do? Oh my God, I'm gonna be in trouble." Don't say those things. What should you say? Like the psalmist, "God, you are my God. You shall protect me. You are my protector." You are my defender. You are my rescuer. You are my shield. You are the feather over me to protect me. I receive your protection in the name of Jesus Christ, and stay in there. Stay in His protection by faith. Let us say it together. God is my protector. He is my defender. He is my God. In him, I trust that he would protect me. He will keep me safe. I can lie down and sleep, and I can stay safely. He hide me from the dangers, from any deadly diseases. Amen. Psalm chapter ninety-one, verses three to four. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler, and from the pillorous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. 
His truth shall be your shield and buckler. In NLT, the Bible say, "For He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from the fatal plague. He will shield you with His wings. He will shelter you with His feathers. His faithful promises are your armor and protection." God can protect us from all deadly diseases. Your friend can be afflicted by arthritis, but you don't need to. Every morning, every day, you say, "God, you protect me from sickness and disease." We can live a healthy life to the last day. We need to depend on the protection of God. The devil engineered. And produce sickness and disease to kill, to steal, and to destroy people will come against us. What do we need to do? We need to enter into the shield of God, have the protection of God. We need to build that faith and learn how to walk into that protection. He can cover us with His wings, and when you are in His wings. You are in a safe place of His care. His faithful promises shall be fulfilled. You will not be defeated. You just stay there in His protection all the days of your life. You don't need to fear anything. You don't need to fear the evil that come against you at night, the sudden attacks during the day. No plague shall come near you, and nothing can kill you. Because you are under the protection of God, I just follow what the Bible say. It's up to you. You're gonna believe it or not. It's your job to believe, not me. I believe the Scripture. You have the job to believe too. Psalm chapter 91, verses five to nine. The Bible say, "You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness." Know of the destruction that lay waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your The dwelling place. Let me read from another version. Do not be afraid. Everyone say, "Do not be afraid, not be afraid. of the terrors of the night, nor fear of the dangers of the day, nor dread the plague that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side." Though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. But you will see it with your eyes. You will see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, when we say like this, you know, thousand people will fall beside me. Ten thousand people are dying around me, but I am fine. People who listen to what you say like that, 
they're going to say you are very arrogant. You're so prideful to say that it's impossible. You never know. If thousand people die, you're going to die too. You're going to be in trouble too. But you say, no, 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 no. God is my protector. God is my defender. In the perilous times, God will defend me and protect me and keep me. I look to God, not to other things. Yes, I can see the wicked people get damaged by the destruction around them, but for me, I have made the Lord. My protector and defender. What does it mean? I have made the Lord my defender. What does it mean? It means you make your own decision to run to God, to trust God, to believe in God, and you say, "God, I accept you as my defender. Nothing else is my defender. You are my defender. God, you are my only protector." I make you my defender. I make a decision. It's my will. I run to you. You are my fortress. You are my God. I make you my defender. It's my choice. When you make your choice like that, we will be protected by God. We give the legal right to God to do something for us. Do you notice something in order? To be born again, to have your sin forgiven, and to go to heaven, we must do our part. God did His part already. Jesus went to the cross. He died on the cross. He shed His blood to forgive our sin. He did His part. What is our part? Our part is to make Jesus our God, to invite Him to come into our life, to believe that He paid the price for us at the cross. We receive him, so we make a decision in our heart. Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Jesus paid a price for me. Jesus is my Lord and my God, my Master. I believe in my heart, but it stopped there. No, we need to also confess with our mouth. Jesus, come into my life. You are my Lord and my Savior. From today on, I make you my God. The same principle is applied to being protected. If you want to be protected, you need to make a decision and declare, "God is my protector." You believe and you declare. Everyone, point to your heart. I believe. believe. Point to your mouth. I declare. declare. Again. I believe. I declare. Psalm ninety-one, verse nine: Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. Where is your home? My home is under the wings of my God. I make God my dwelling place. Everywhere I go, I live, I dwell. I stay under the wings of God, under the feather of God, under the canopy of God. Tomorrow, you're going to learn in detail about the canopy or the wings of God. Today, we learn something else. Tomorrow, the subject is about 
under the covering of the Lord. The canopy or the tent or the cover, the protection cover of God. So I make sure I am in that place all the time by believing, by confessing, and staying in it by faith. Can I do it for you? No. You need to do it yourself. I need to do it for myself. Can I demand you to make the Lord your defender and to be your dwelling place? Can I? No. You make your own decision. You declare from your own mouth. You step in yourself. I cannot step in for you. Definitely, I can do the best for my wife and my children and my church members because I'm the head of the church. I'm the head of the house. So when the father stay inside the dwelling place of God, I bring the whole family. So people under me shall be protected supernaturally. But they should do the same thing too. They should make decision that they make their God for, to be their defender. Psalm 91, 10 to 13. No evil shall befall you or shall any plague come near your dwelling. I like that. The plague cannot come close to me. For he shall give his angels charge over you. We're going to learn in detail about the angelic protection later on. To keep you in all your ways, in their hands, in the hands of the angels. They shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot. Let me read from NLT. No evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your dwelling. For he, mean God, orders his angels to protect you wherever you go. I believe everywhere I go, there are angels around me to protect me. They will hold you with their hands to keep you from striking your foot on a stone. You will trample down lions and poisonous snakes. In other words, demons that try to come against us, you just... Demons have to run away from us. Cannot touch us. The devil can send the demon to us and we just... They cannot come near my house. Come near my body. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. My brother and sister, that is the life that we should live in. Angelic protection under the covering of God. Nothing bad can come near our home, near our body. We are in such a great protection all the time by faith and by confessing. Though a thousand people fall on our side, 10,000 people are dying in front of our eyes, but we still stand there. This is a picture of a city that the whole city is wiped out. Everyone is wiped out. That the, but there's one person stand there. And nothing can touch him. He still stand there. Even though the whole city died. Who is that person? I hope it's you. You still stand there. Because you never say this sentence. I never know. 
whether God's going to protect me. You don't say that sentence. That sentence is not in the scripture. I never know. Jesus never said. Paul and Peter never said. What should we say? Should we say, "I never know that I'm going to be okay"? What should we say? I know God is my God. He shall protect me. He shall defend me. He is my fortress. Though one thousand people fall by my side, ten thousand die in front of me. No evil can touch me because I am protected by God. It's not up to God; it's up to us whether we need His protection or not. He is ready to protect us, but it's our job to believe, and it's our job to confess the Scripture. We need to confess Psalm 91 on a daily basis. If Jesus. Is your Lord? You don't have the right to come up with your own idea. If Jesus is your Lord, the word in this book, the Bible, must be your Lord too. You must follow what is written in this book. And what does the book say about your protection? God is my protector. He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my defender. I believe. I'm excited about it, and I receive it. Amen. Amen. Don't say this word. I never know. Maybe God is merciful to me. He will protect me. No, 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 no. Don't say I never know. You say I know. God protect me. No disaster can destroy me. No violence can come close to my home. I have the promise of the Lord, the promise of divine protection, and I can dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I shall abide under the shadow of His Almighty. You know, sometimes bad things can happen so quickly that you don't even have time to think, to pray, to figure it out. Some bad thing, boom, happen quickly. But you open your eyes. Oh, I'm not there. Why am I'm standing on the street when the building fall apart? I was in the building at that time. Why now I'm in the street? Wow! One second later, I'm on the street. You know who? The angel. The angel picked you up in one second. Boom! You are on the street, and you are not destroyed by that collapsed building. Can it happen? Yes. Can the angel move you in one second? Can the angel help you? Yes. yes, we need to believe we have angelic protection sent by the Lord. They can do anything to protect you, move you around, protect you that nothing can touch you. And not only that, he say you will trample on lions, fierce lion, on the poisonous snake. You shall have victory over your enemy. In verses 13 to 16, the Bible say, "You will trample down lions and poisonous snakes, and you will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet." The Lord say, "I will rescue." I like this sentence. I will rescue those who love me. I will. Who say that? 
I will protect those who trust in my name. I tell you the truth from my own heart. I don't know about you. All these 38 years since I was born again in Bangkok, Thailand, I have done my best not only to say I love you from a song, but I have done my best to show to God in my action, my decision, my coming and going, that I really love the Lord. I love God with all my heart. And I thank God for this, protect, this promise. He said, I will rescue those who love me. I believe my name is in this group. Those who love me. How many people your name is in those here in this group? Do you love God? You think God can protect you? If you love God, you need to show in your action though. I repent easily. I obey God. Whatever God tells me to do, I do it. I obey everything. I just say, I, will, I love you. I obey you. You command me to do anything. I will do it for you. I will not complain. And I know you can tell the whole world that this guy loved me. And I know God shall protect me and shall rescue me because I love God. When they call on me, not only love God, I call on God. I will answer. God said, I will answer when they call on me. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. Is it the promise of God? What do we need to do? Make our God is our protector. Love Him. Trust Him. Declare from our mouth, I love you, Lord. You are my protector. You are my rescuer. You are my defender. And God will do His part. He will protect. He said that when they call on me, I will answer. I told you this story. I never forgot that situation. I tell you the truth. I came from tropical country. And I'm not used to cold weather very well. I, I don't like cold weather. I like to be a little bit warm. So I have fighting with the nurse in the OR, operating room all the time. I want to jack it up to 72. The nurse wants to go down to 64. 64, I start to shake. I say, it's not fair because my hands are shaking. My, the surgery is not going to be well. So please jack up to 72. So I don't know how to drive in the snow. I don't like to drive in the snow at all. And I share this story again and again, that I was driving downhill in Seattle. In downtown Seattle, there's so many hills up and down. So I was driving downhill the first few days of driving in Seattle in the snow time. And I don't know how to step on the brake in the snow. I step on the brake, and the car slipped. I say, ooh, this is not good. I could not stop the car. And the car going to go and hit the car park on the street. And I was thinking about my car insurance premium going to go up. <laughs> right away. You know what I did? I called on the Lord. He said, when they call on me, I will answer. I say, Jesus, help me. You know what happened in that slope, downhill? On the snow road? 
very slippery road, bit snow. The car stop like this. Who put the hand on my car? That Toyota put the hand on my car. You know the answer. This truth in Psalm 91 try to tell us that if we acknowledge God as our God, we confess God as our God, we love Him, we trust Him, we declare. He would do his part. If we call on God, we confess he is our protector. We love him. We live for him. We confess with our mouth that he will rescue us. Anytime we face trouble, he says he will be with us in trouble. And we say, God, help me. He will do his part. Tonight, we're going to learn that a lot of people don't do that. And I'm going to read many scriptures tonight. The truth in Psalm 91 here that I read is applied to the whole nation, is applied to the whole family, applied to the whole church, applied to individuals, and to the whole household, and at any workplace. When we believe that God is our God, when we confess with our mouth that He is our protector, when we love God and we trust Him, we give the legal right for God to protect us. If he can spare us, why he doesn't spare another person from an accident? What does it mean? It doesn't mean that he is not fair. There is a reason why God protects somebody, but God doesn't protect another person. Our God is a completely just God, righteous and fair. What happened is this, you need to do your part to give the legal right for God to protect you. God protects somebody, God doesn't protect somebody. Why? Because the person who gets protected have done their part of believing, trusting, Calling, confessing. Another one say, I don't care. I don't know. I will put my trust in the car. I will put my trust in the computer. I'll put my trust in something else, but not on God. When that person have that attitude, no faith, no trust, he doesn't give the legal right to God to protect him. God is completely righteous. Believe me. When things happen to people, don't blame God. God knows the reason why. We don't know. And definitely, I don't touch anybody either. We have no right to touch anybody when bad things happen. But God knows the reason why. He knows what is going on behind the scene that we don't even know. When God allows something to happen, it doesn't mean that what happened is his perfect will. God allowed you to sin. Can he stop you to sin? No. Why? Because you have your own will. When you sin, is it God's fault? No. And when you get into trouble after you sin, is that God's fault? No. 
He allows all of you to do whatever you want. You can sin. You can have doubt, or you can have faith. You can trust, or you don't trust Him. You can live a righteous life, obey God, or you can sin against God. And some bad things happen because the protection is lifted up, and God cannot protect you anymore. And you get into trouble. Can you blame God? No. God is just. You know, sometimes preachers like to emphasize the word "God is gracious" and "God is love." Oh, God love. It doesn't matter what you do. They forget about God justice. God is just. We're going to read that tonight. I'm going to read a lot of scripture. God is very just, and when people do their own thing, God say, "I put my hand off and let you handle it yourself." God is very just. God, God allow all kind of things to happen on this planet Earth, but those things are not His will. Why people do those things? Because They have their own will. If we want God to be our our defender, if we want God to perform miracles to rescue us, what do we need to do? Make our God, make God our God. Is God your God? Is God your defender? Let us say it together. God, the God of Abraham, Isaac. And Jacob, the God of King David, who wrote the Book of Psalm, chapter 91. You are my God. I trust in you. You are my protector. You are my defender. You are my refuge. You are my fortress. In Him, I will trust. I love you, God. I do what you say. I will live for you, and I believe I shall dwell in the secret place of the Most High and abide in the shadow of the Almighty all the days of my life. When I call on you, you shall answer. You will be with me in trouble. You will rescue me and honor me because you are my protector. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us Psalm 91, and I believe, Father, that as We learn more about your protection upon our life. We will build our faith, and we can pass this to the cheap, under over care to our children and grandchildren. Lord, we're going to build faith to walk under your covering, Lord, under your protection. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206 275 1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.
Real Story.